Well, welcome to the True Man Podcast, an invitation to radical reconstruction of a man's masculine heart and soul in a place of safe community where we dare to ask questions deep-seated inside a man and explore ways to help you become a better man, a better dad, and a better spouse. Co-host Paul Bailey with us again today. How are you doing and what's up in your life? Well, I'm telling you, it's been an interesting time here. South Carolina is my uh, space, and uh, it's been some fun weather as we've navigated just the edges of that last hurricane, but all is well uh, in our household, and we're just blessed to maybe see some cooler weather headed our way any minute, please, Lord. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. And uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Louisiana and anybody affected uh, by the recent storms. And while we're on that topic... Um, at the time Paul and I are recording this podcast, some of this news is, uh, well, we're getting more and more details all the time. So I feel compelled, uh, to make a special announcement that, uh, quite frankly, I wish I didn't have to do, but, um, let me say this, our hearts and minds are with the families that lost loved ones in Afghanistan. This is a tragedy uh, beyond words. And if, as if that could, it could, the news couldn't get any worse, it sounds like we've actually left Americans on the ground and behind. And on this program, we commonly talk about the phrase, and it's a military phrase, strangely enough, no man left behind. We pray for those that have been left behind. We pray you come home safely, and we pray for families that have lost loved ones. And in addition to that, as we come up on 9-11, the lives lost on that tragic day are not forgotten, and we love and pray for each one of you and your families. With that heavy hearted statement. Let's begin our podcast. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about loneliness and isolation. And I think there are some things that, that uh, hover close to that. And uh, the topic that we're going to talk about today, I think is one of those. And quite honestly, it is a subject that I would just as soon not be talking about, but we're going to touch on it, and that's the subject of porn. I, And the reason we're going to talk about this is the statistics are just dreadful. They're awful. And the potential ramifications of being addicted to this are also pretty bad. I feel that I would be doing, and I'm sure Paul feels the same way, a disservice to the very men I'm trying to help if we didn't talk about this subject matter. So, Paul, as you're aware in our ventures of small groups, there are very few men that haven't been touched or harmed by porn in some way. What are your thoughts, initial thoughts on this topic? No, it's, a, it's a great question. And I think that's the way we have to qualify it initially. <clears throat> Excuse me. What can we say? 
uh, about this topic. Mike, you're absolutely right. Most men at, at some point, and unfortunately, uh, most young men will come across images that will shape the way they see women for many for, for the rest of their lives. It will infect and change and twist uh, part of what God had in mind to be something really beautiful into something that is very uh, ugly in, in many ways. And that is the pornographic viewpoint of the American man is simply that he views a woman as something that is pleasure-seeking, pleasure-oriented, control-oriented, and uh, really does a disservice to what uh, God's gift of sexuality was actually supposed to offer. Instead of bringing it together and creating uh, intimacy, it creates separation in relationships, guilt, shame, uh, oftentimes a path toward really deviant behavior at its worst, abuse, and now as we're seeing uh, in our society, even enslavement and marketing of individuals. Uh, now, granted, we're talking in, in the extreme sense, but this is, in fact, uh, the direction that it heads in its worst uh, form. So on its surface, uh, I think we've got a problem that needs to be looked at. We as believers in, in the person of Jesus Christ and the new life he offers um, have the responsibility and are called to be very real about evils and dangers that we're navigating uh, in the world that, in which we live. The church is responsible to speak directly to this. But I'll throw a question back at you. What, what, what do you think most guys, and let's just go ahead and, and suggest that we're probably hanging out typically with people who are of the faith or certainly acquainted with maybe traditional or conservative values. What do you think their take is on, on this? Are, are they that heavy? Uh, uh, would they share some of the same statements? I mean, or, or are they looking at it maybe no. a little differently? no. No, because I, I, I just think that you and I are addressing, to some degree, a taboo topic. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, you know, what, short of being involved in a men's group where this is brought up, where else have you heard it brought up? I, I mean, I've never heard it brought up anywhere. I certainly never heard it brought up in, in, in the, any of the churches I've been involved in. Um, and it's not as if you can't have that discussion. I mean, and I'm going to talk about this in a, in a little bit. I mean, lust is, is all over the Bible, right? Sure. It's, it's, this is not, this is not some new, uh, theory, but, um, no, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's talked and, and quite honestly, let's face it. And this is a statistic coming coming our way coming your way here in a minute but let's face it most of us learned 
uh, about sex, either on the playground at school or, uh, you know, in my case at a friend's house because his dad, he pulled out his dad's uh, porn collection pile. Sure. So it wasn't commonly, it wasn't, uh, at least in the era I grew up in, it wasn't uh, commonplace necessarily for every parent to sit down and address right address maybe, this maybe issue. The, uh, the, it the was one hidden. Up, the one-up chip of the uh, locker room talk and just that yeah, uh, bantering sure. back and forth. And nobody really knows what they're talking about, but they'd like to think they do. And it's just right. one of those power play type of uh, interchanges. Right. Interchanges. It's young, kid, young kids trying to be masculine and right, right. Uh, it, it couldn't be further from. And, and grasping at the most powerful thing, most <laughs> powerful topic that they could uh, maybe throw around uh, like, yep. like a football. Right. Yeah. So incredibly un, uninformed, um, loaded with uh, not only mystery and excitement, but also some really uh, naive uh, assumptions about the whole topic of sexuality. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you guys may, you may be wondering at this point, I'm sure the statistics that Mike's going to give us on this show are bad, but are, are, why are we addressing this on the show? And you know, what's clear to me is that this is an epidemic problem causing relationship issues and health issues. And it's become such a mainstream problem, I guess, because of the internet that it's, it's, it's not as, as Paul and I are talking about, it's not really being addressed much at all. Certainly, certainly, certainly not by churches that wouldn't want to address the fact that half the people sitting in their pews on Sunday are fantasizing about something they saw online on Saturday afternoon. Now that's a controversial statement. I get it. But here on the true man podcast, we're going to shoot straight with you. And uh, it's pretty clear. Houston, we have a problem. So let's, let's talk about some of these statistics because they're pretty overwhelming. These statistics came from an organization uh, uh, Barnum that does a lot of um, statistics for, uh, churches and that type of thing. So approximately two-thirds, 64% of U.S. men view pornography at least monthly. And interestingly enough, the same number of 64% of men admitted their preferred method of viewing sexually explicit material is on the computer. No surprise there. And as you might expect, a quarter of those polled said they have erased their browsing history in the last 30 years, 30 days, excuse me. So, right, living in shame, living in secret, living in isolation, living a lonely life, which is really, you know, where all these topics have come, come from. And lest you think Christians have been spared from this, no, 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 friends, 97% of Christian men have viewed pornography almost mirroring the national average. And if all of that isn't bad enough, well, the devil, he knows where to go and how to sink his teeth into things and get people sucked in when they're young. 
Paul, 78% of Christian men have viewed porn before turning 16 years old. Obviously, Paul, the devil knows what he's doing and where to attack. He gets us when we're young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that entry point. You're looking at a, at a young man who's coming of age, is emotionally vulnerable, um, is naturally curious. Very few people are giving him good information. So there's a, there's a, a, a vacuum there of, uh, of leadership offering uh, some truth, yeah. some context, some perspective preparing him for inevitably uh, the pitfalls that all men have to avoid or address at some point if they want to protect their minds and hearts. And in enters some images that rock his world. Right. And he is not prepared. He's caught off guard. There's certain physiological responses that 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 young man might have that he doesn't understand all he knows is for the first time in a long time he feels very alive pandora's box has been opened yeah for sure and i i'd have to say it's our job as men as dads as fathers as the leaders in our family to have these conversations with our kids because it's incredibly naive to think that they're going to have the right idea of what those images mean if, as parents, we don't address that situation. But that's exactly right. These images are available and presented in a manner that, that, that don't have the guardrails of a committed relationship that give the context in which sexual pleasure makes sense that follows what God's intentions were for uh, true intimacy, for real fulfillment. Oh, and by the way, true vulnerability. Those pictures don't require anything of that young man. It's just all about the rush, the pleasure, no risk and, and, and heightened uh, pleasure sensations. It, yeah. It's like, well, quite frankly, it's mental crack. Oh, for sure. And worse than that, I mean, you know, when you and I were kids, you know, the best we could do is pick up a Playboy magazine. Right. 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 Uh, it, I don't even, I didn't even call that videos were around, but they weren't as accessible. Now, I mean, you have your mobile phone. You got this, is, this is technology at its worst. Yes. Right. For sure. And so it is so accessible. Uh, I mean, these st statistics are absolutely not surprising. Quite frankly, I'm actually shocked they're not worse. Um, because of the accessibility. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a chronic problem that you and I have seen in uh, a wide range of men. It, it has affected 
me. I had those images brought to me when I was young. In fact, I don't know that it's a funny story. I actually got in trouble. My mom found a Playboy under my mattress that was actually stolen from a local grocery store. I got out of it because, well, a neighbor was blamed for doing it. Ah, how convenient. Yeah. And and and, and why under the mattress? I mean, well, haven't, I know. haven't we learned anything I know. all this time? Never put you know, we didn't we didn't have we did not have all of those options right back in the day. But, you know, what I got out of that episode was I got away with something. I actually got away with it. Ah, so there was and another little lesson there. There was another there. lesson there. I got away with it. Not only did I get away with it, but those those you get away with it, but you don't get away with it. Right. Because those images are with you always. Right. And you don't understand. I I think that that is the travesty of this stuff being so accessible and for touching um, young kids whose brains have not developed. Uh, Because once you have those images, it's terribly hard to be respectful in the way that we need to be respectful and masculine to women. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it kind of occurs to me, <clears throat> this is a pretty heavy topic. It's an honest topic. And we're talking about all these dangers and concerns and issues. And it almost sounds like, you know, maybe we're, uh, maybe we're a little uptight. I mean, maybe we're a little puritanical in, 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 in the sense. I mean, what's going on here? Is are we just we, is this are we just talking about what we should not be doing? Is it is that uh, is fair? Where, where are we at here? Fair, fair. Um, no, this is not being uptight. I think that this is just having an upfront discussion. Nobody else go. is. Nobody's having. You know, there's there's so few of these discussions that are being had by men. But here's the problem with that. I just gave you a statistic that said ninety seven percent of Christian men have viewed pornography. Ninety-seven percent. Right, right, right. So, just for the record, am I to understand that we might be suggesting that we're not against sex, sexual pleasure, no, 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 all that stuff? You're suggesting that there's something that's been stolen and counterfeited for the real thing, and we're we're living with the ramifications and the implications of buying into the lie. Well, is that, is that where you're going? Yeah, yeah, total. Well, okay. So here, let's let's go that direction. So, you won't find the word porn in the Bible. Not oh. available in the Bible, but, but and we mentioned this earlier. You will find the word lust. So let me define that for you. Sexual lust is willfully allowing pleasurable gratification of wrongfully directed sexual desire that takes place deep inside. So for Matthew chapter 5, it says, But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, the Bible says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride in possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. Paul, it looks to me like the Bible's trying to tell us something here. How do you interpret that? You know, as you were reading that, I couldn't help 
but think of the incredible character, uh, biblical character of, of King David, right? A amazing man, poet, musician, leader, fearless uh, warrior. And yet there was a time in his life where he was a pornographer and he looks at sit on his on his uh, daily walk or through the through the uh, the castle that he has the uh, kingdom that he's established instead of going out to war with his men which that's the context he spies a young lady who's bathing so there's some images right no risk yep. on his part yep. he's uh, sneaking a peek so to speak and that sets in motion some horrible events. And so from a 30,000 foot view, he starts on a journey, which involves not only lust, but it leads to him having her husband framed and set up to die. She loses a baby, his by the way, right? Mm -hmm. So this whole story of David and Bathsheba, it's not a good one. Things worked out in the end, but it was bloody and messy. And it ultimately was not what God was offering him at that time. And so if you want a big picture a view of pornography, look at what path David chose. And it's got all the trappings um, of, 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 of a man getting sucked into something that appears to be larger than life. And it was going to, he really thought it would bring him pleasure, and it ends up bringing him an awful lot of heartache. I don't right. think today's man, while he's viewing some images on his phone or a computer or on a video, realizes the path that he's starting on. It's not good. No, no. And, and listen, <laughs> there have been all kinds. There's all kinds of studies out there. Um, and, and so I don't want, I don't want anybody to think, Hey, we're pointing fingers at anybody and call it. No, 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 no. There's no pointing fingers going on here. We're just trying to spell out the, the, the facts here and bring some awareness to a real problem. So scientific studies have looked at this problem in great lengths and there's no doubt it will ruin you as a man. It'll ruin your marriage and it'll ruin your relationships. And among the things that porn causes, I'm probably skimming the surface here. It makes men view women as, and we, t we touched on this, makes men view women as nothing more than sex objects rather than human beings. It causes men to devaluate their partners because they compare them with the women they see in the screen. It encourages men to seek out dangerous or socially unacceptable sexual acts. And conversely, it leads to sexual problems such as erectile dysfunction and low libido. Who wants that? Wow, it's quite the list. It's a, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite the list. And um, I think the point here is, 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 as we've talked about over the last few weeks, it can lead to shame. It can lead to isolation. It can lead to loneliness. And so, you know, it's all dangerous territory for sure so <laughs> needless to say we've thrown out a heavy topic this week and i i wouldn't do it 
quite honestly, if I didn't think it mattered. And the thing is, it does matter. And the end goal here is to see men live a successful and satisfied life. So the call to action this week is admit your weakness. If 97% of Christian men have viewed pornography, we're weak. Put on the armor of God and battle this challenge by understanding who the enemy is and knowing he is happy to destroy you, your family, and destroy your self-esteem. If you need to talk about this, go to my website at wedevelopyou.com backslash Van Pelt, V-A-N-P-E-L-T. Scroll down to the homepage underneath my bio and you will find my calendar link. Reach out and let's have a strategy call. Let's talk about this. Don't go it alone on the True Man podcast as we talked about, no man left behind. So as we begin to wrap up this episode, I just want to say this. God bless you and keep working to become a true man of God for your family and for the man you're called to be. On the next episode, we're going to continue this conversation because I feel it's that important. In fact, we're going to bring on a guest and we're going to interview Mr. Shane O'Neill. He is the editorial director for an organization called Proven Men. And we're going to expand on the challenges of porn and men. And we're going to provide you some resources to overcome this challenge. So until next time, we love you, brothers. Paul, pray us out. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to talk about such a critical topic, though very uh, heavy in many, many respects. Father, we ask that as men are listening to this and pondering and wrestling with this topic, you would guide them, show them that there's a better way to live, something that they've not experienced an intimacy, not only with you, but the women in their life that can be different than what they've been exposed to or taught. Father, reveal the enemy's tricks and allow us to see what, what, what strategies he might have laying in wait for us. Father, we need you and we need your strength, especially during uh, this season uh, of life. So we ask for your help, your guidance, and thank you for the victory that you provide through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.